1: Excited to talk to a man who knows much about what goes on in Philadelphia. This man is a husband. He's the author of eight books, a radio and TV personality and host, a sports talk radio host, a commencement speaker, and a man who has been heavily immersed in the Philadelphia scene. We get a chance to talk to Rob Motti, who joins us here via the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line here on the fan, 680-937-FM. Rob, thank you so much for joining us here today in Atlanta. Uh, What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing? Boy, we're ready for some baseball and some basketball in (laughs) Philadelphia. Are they ready up there, Rob? Oh my
2: goodness. They have been it it I wouldn't say panic since Sunday, the Sixers lost to Atlanta, but it, there's a lot of anxiety and tension. Because you factor in the loss and Joel Embiid's knee situation and him being day-to-day, game-to-game, you never know if he's going to step the wrong way, do something. It, without Joel Embiid, obviously, you saw what he can do on the court, 39 points in 20, uh, in 38 minutes on 21 shots. They're not even in that game. They're not in that game against Atlanta. So there's a lot of anxiety here. They're anticipating a huge win tonight in game two. And, and as you guys said before you pulled me on. It's a it's a must win. Philly's got to win this game tonight against the Hawks.
1: We are expecting Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris They're going to crowd when Trey Young crosses the half court line. At some point, they might not do it the entirety of the game, but they're going to blitz him, trap him. Is that best suited for Philadelphia, who's a really good defensive team, but they're dealing with a team that has shooters. And if you just gamble on trying to send two guys at one of the Hawks or Trey Young, you could be leaving yourself open for a barrage of three-point shots.
2: I think what they're going to have to do is let Ben Simmons try and handle Trent. Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year finalist, and and he is for a reason. He's just that good defensively. And it was the question that has been rampant in philly since game one and it was all throughout the first quarter and the second quarter is why the heck is doc rivers putting danny green not ben simmons on trey young and then you saw him make a, a switch in the second half and, and trade scored 10 of his 35 in the second half they got to continue that but the problem is ben simmons gets can get into foul trouble if they're going to call the physical game and if he gets into foul trouble and that's what Doc Rivers has been concerned about is having Ben on Trey Young the full game. He might foul him out, so it's going to be a concern how they do it. I, I don't. You're not going to be able to stop Trey Young as well as he's going, as great as he is, and, and they got to just limit the damage and make him work harder for his points. So I anticipate a heavy dose of Ben Simmons on Trey Young early, and, and we'll see how it plays out. I, I think from Atlanta's perspective, you can't expect to shoot 43 percent from the three-point line, and that's what Philly's relying on, and that they're going to cool off a little bit, but you have to make them cool off. You can't continually give them open looks, and they had open looks, and and guys stepped up and made shots beyond just Trey Young, too.
1: Rob Motti joining us here via the Hobson & Hobson newsmaker line from 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia. He also is a writer for the Associated Press covering Philly sports in the Northeast.
2: Rob, the way game one ended with Philly Philly, uh, creating turnovers and changing up the defensive game plan, uh, do you think that the, the 76ers have the momentum right now? And it's hard to say that <laughs> being down 0-1. <01. laughs> You're right. And it's exactly what I was going to say. It's hard to say you have momentum being down 0-1. But the way that finished up, it, it looked like there could be a little carryover effect. So Atlanta's got the momentum. They won. They're playing with house money. They Win or lose, they already took home court advantage. They're going home. So I would say they have momentum, but the Sixers have a little bit of a carryover psychological uh, edge somewhat in that they know if we play the way we did in the second half, we can handle this team. We are the one seed, and we should be able to win against the Atlanta Hawks in this series. And people going into it, I, honestly, guys, I thought it was a 5 five game series if Embiid played I said six games even if he doesn't play and, and and that's just completely been flipped uh upside down right now I don't know what to expect I don't know if Joel Embiid came, to me as good as he was offensively he looked a little limited defensively he looked like he was a little bit uh wary of his knee and and that could be a concern uh as the series progresses and and whether or not he can continue to go there and uh, if if Atlanta needs to, they can always try and put Ben Simmons on, hack a Ben and put him on a foul line, and and I think that could be a factor at some point in this series, so I no longer look at it as a five or six, I think this can go six, seven.
1: How are folks going to look at Doc Rivers if it's not pulled out by Philadelphia? You know, good run in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Had a chance last year where they looked like they had a championship team. Didn't work out, but he does have an injured superstar. What kind of talk will be going on and what kind of talk is going on about Doc Rivers to get the Philadelphia 76ers out of this dogfight they're going to be in?
2: Oh, it'll be a colossal collapse because everybody's anticipating the Eastern Conference final showdown with the Brooklyn Nets be- long before we even got to this point. It was, can they get past the Nets? Can they get past Brooklyn's big three? And and if you don't even get to that point, it's, the season's a failure. Everything you did in a regular season to get to earn that number one seed and get the home court advantage is irrelevant if you don't even get past this round. And, and Brett Brown even got to this round. He got to it two years ago against Toronto when they got to uh, game seven. And it was Kawhi's uh, quadruple uh, doink shot that beat him in game seven. So they need to win this three. Uh, Doc Rivers isn't going to get fired or anything along those lines, but he will be under intense scrutiny and heavy pressure. And he already is in Philly there. They're not, this process has been a, a long time coming and several years in the making and people are, are excited and this first time in 20 years. They're a one seed. They got the home court. They got an opportunity to get to the NBA finals. There's no LeBron. There's no Steph Curry. It's open, wide open. It's there for them to take it. And, and if you lose to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round, uh, hell's going to be raised.
1: We'll get a chance to talk to Rob Motti from 97 5, the fanatic in Philadelphia, joining us here on the home team in Hamilton show. We'll switch gears and go to the Braves, Braves and Phillies. Braves have been mired and just up and down, back and forth. Sometimes the offense works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the middle of relief works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes uh, none of it works. Sometimes all of it works. How does that compare to a Phillies team that's just a half game behind the Braves? This is a pretty big series. If somebody ends up getting swept, it could do some major damage to what they might have to do the rest of the summer. Very
2: similar and that the Phillies have been extremely inconsistent. We thought the strength of this team would be the offense, which uh, last year was fifth in the, in the majors in runs scored, and, and they've been very poor offensively. Uh, their pitching has been inconsistent up and down. The three guys the Braves are going to face are the, the Phillies' top three men in the rotation, Aaron Nola, Zach Eflin, and Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, who has been really the ace and the best of the bunch, the Phillies are a game under 500 three, 2 game 3 games under 500 when those three pitch and their fourth and fifth starters who are supposed to be the weakness the Phillies are 12 and 11 when those guys pitch so they haven't even been able to win the games that they're supposed to win with their best starters out there. Now they've got some injuries too. Didi Gregorius has been out of the lineup. They're shortstop. They've had Bryce Harper in and out of the lineup. J.T. Romulo was in and out of the lineup. So they've had some issues there. They revamped what was a historically terrible bullpen last year that cost them a a shot at the playoffs at the postseason. And, And that's also been inconsistent. I just don't think this Phillies team is good enough to compete in the long haul over 162-game season with with the New York Mets. When you look at the Braves, whether they win two out of three or lose two out of three in this series, uh, I, I think they're still going to be there at the end, guys. If Freddie Freeman's not going to hit 229, we know that at some point it's coming. Here he is coming to one of his favorite parks in, in Philly, and, and I, I could see him lighting up this in, in this series. And, and Atlanta's just got a better lineup, even even without Azuna in there. They got a better lineup, and uh, I, I don't know what Shane Green can do to, to give uh, Snickers a little bit more, a little bit more flexibility in, in uh, as far as the bullpen is concerned. So. Uh, I look for Atlanta, whether this series is a two out of three either way. I don't think either team sweeps. They'll be there at the end, but I can't see the Phillies being there at the end. Rob, have you been disappointed in in, uh, the NL East thus far this season? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we really thought it was going to be one of the better divisions in baseball, right? And, And the Mets have been... The Mets have been inconsistent, but they've been overwhelmed with injuries, yet they're sitting at the top of the division right now. And, and, and I do see them, if they can get healthy, they can be a little bit better, of, of more of what we thought they would be coming into the season but I really didn't anticipate looking up right now and seeing one team over 500 in the NL East it's kind of uh, reminds me of the the NFC East in football and what we covered what I covered closely last season and, and what was the direct of the NFL uh I, I think because it's still early guys right we're, we're still just into June that there's time for the Braves to come around. The Mets to come around and really take on going sort of a run, and and, and I, I anticipate seeing those teams going back and forth towards uh, the, the final week of the season, and maybe the, the Phillies can just get it hover around five hundred. Uh, something like that, so it it has been disappointing overall.
1: We've had big news NFL-wise with Julio Jones being traded from the Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. What's going on up there with the Eagles? New head coach in uh, Sirianni, and now it looks like a situation where it's going to be a lot of focus on Jalen Hurts, who's been a dynamic quarterback that everybody saw in uh, college. Will he get the opportunity to show that and stay that as the head quarterback uh, or the the starting quarterback for the Eagles and does he have to be as dynamic as he used to be?
2: Guys, I think the number one priority for the Eagles this year in 2021 is to find out whether or not Jalen Hurts can be QB1 in 2022. Uh, I think this season is all about trying to figure out, is he that guy? Because they've accumulated three first-round picks, assuming Carson Wentz's trade, he, he fits all the criteria, and they get a first-round pick for that So with three first-round picks next year, if they're not confident that Jalen Hurts can be the guy, they can use – those picks to leverage a trade, whether it's for a uh, already established veteran starter or to move up in the draft. So I think all eyes are on Jalen hurts. He will get that opportunity. I think if healthy, he's going to start all 17 games. Uh, the Eagles don't uh, are not looking to be a contender in the NFC East. I see them being somewhere between a six and eight win team, which is division You never know. It, it could be, uh, it could keep you in the mix into December. It's that bad, but They they've pounded Jalen Hurts with some talent. They they drafted Devontae Smith in the first round. You got a playmaker at wide receiver. You got Jalen Rieger, who was a first round pick last year, had a disappointing season. But with a new coaching staff, uh, a a wide former wide receivers coaches, a head coach, maybe he can help him out and get a little bit more out of him. The offensive line's coming back healthy, and that's going to be the key because if you can protect Jalen Hurts, he can improve on other aspects of his game. We saw what he can do with his legs. He's dynamic there, but he, was, he wasn't accurate. He was an under 60% completion percentage guy, so he's got areas where he needs to improve. But here's what I'll tell you about Jalen Hurts. He checks off all the boxes as far as the intangibles. He's a tremendous leader. He's got poise. He's got great character. Uh, he's not rattled. He, he's already taken over leadership of this team. He's very well-liked and respected in across the locker room, and I think that's important. The more players I talk to, the more I, I realize how important it is for a quarterback to be not just a leader of the offense, but the leader of the defense teams, and he has that. So uh, he's got all those intangibles now. It's just got to translate on the football field, and uh, it's a big year for the Eagles and a big year for him.
1: Well, Rob, we certainly thank you for your time. You know, if this Hawks Sixer series goes a little little deeper than we would like it to go, uh, May we have you back on. And if it's a long series, we'll see what happens. Uh, but we certainly thank you for your time, and we will love to catch up with you a little bit later down the road. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Just give me a shout. Thank you. Rob Motte, host in Philadelphia from 97.5 The Fanatic, covering Philadelphia.
0: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words. It's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank member FDIC